Okay, I'm pressing record. All right. We're going. Is it time? I don't... Do we have anything funny you know, to say? You know what it is, though? It's lame. The Lexington after-filing deadline marks this experience. Allegedly. Pending Alleged- court pe- pending, pending court ruling. Pending court ruling. <laughs> pending court ruling. It's lame. It's <laughs> the 27th of January, 2022. According to court record. <laughs> let, let the record show. Yeah. It's the 27th of January. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jenry. And this is a podcast about the. Oh, I don't usually do this part. This is good. Got him. Got him. Oh man. Sonographer, read that back into the record. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Well, I usually talk. I tell you, the listener, that you can follow us on Twitter at LamePod, and you can email us at LexLamePod at gmail You know what's coming up? What? The 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 holiday of Valentine's Day. <laughs> and what's what's a better Valentine's gift? Than a lame sticker or button. Okay. Available for free if you email us at lexlamepod at gmail.com. Designed no, by Claire Thompson at clairethompsonart.com. At no cost to the consumer. Really at no good. cost to the consumer. <laughs> so if you want a lame sticker or a, or a button and you want to give it to is your it, significant is other. Is this like two weeks away? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, shipping times, man. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> If you what what says romance more than a sticker or button or other merchandise from your favorite local Lexington podcast? Uh-huh. Email us at lexlamepod@gmail.com for a free button or sticker designed by Claire Thompson from clairethompsonart.com. Uh-huh. Um now that we've gotten that out of the way, uh this is a podcast about the news. Um we're two distinguished, principled, young Marxist Leninists um sit down and talk about news um and uh what we think about it and um sometimes uh, marks some what 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 marks might think of it and more importantly what might jane jacobs jane jacobs say about oh no i'm saying sometimes we talk about marks oh sometimes we talk about marks oh okay we yeah well oh whoa crazy as marxist leninists sometimes we talk about marks and Lenin. anyway we read the herald leader and we complain about like cars sidewalks um, and uh let's just get right into it first folks we got a really good episode we, we're covering basically almost every election of note happening in the state um i will just go out and say it i'm not i i did not look at who's filed to run for coroner yet um so that is i mean that will remain mysterious um i kind of um hate that i dropped the ball i should have filed for that um but before we get to all that, we have to eat our vegetables first. We got to talk about. Um, there was there more snow after bef- between these two episodes. I I don't know, but you know what? There will be more snow this no weekend. No fucking way! No, yeah, you're there's fucking gonna be, kidding there's gonna be more snow this weekend. Fuck me! Hey, but good news, good news. What? Next week it'll be 58 degrees. Great. All right, it's like it never happened. Perfect. Well, <laughs> so it's um it's been miserable, um and uh. Uh, also, we've been uh, deep in the COVID zone. The um, COVID zone. Uh, let's see. My boss had COVID. Um, uh, Malin Gordon um, has has still has COVID. Uh, oh, you know, speaking of COVID. Oh, uh, what? I got I got a new record. So, astute listeners will remember a few episodes ago oh, the, the the Kroger yeah the Kroger thing. Yeah. So I I managed to get it lower than six press. <laughs> Okay. My new record now is two. No, what are you? What did you get? Oh, I went to go see if they had bagels, and they didn't have any bagels. So you real quick in and out. Yeah. Did you use the um? Did they ever open up the entrance by the bagels? Yeah, it was open. So I just walked in and out. No way. So just to be clear, there's now two, three entrances into that Kroger. Oh wait, no, no, no. Never mind. Sad. Okay. I sorry. walked in the produce department. Oh well. Well, that's impressive. You know, that's a lot of uh, uh, footage covered um, for your breath. Well, everyone, um, uh, send your uh, kind regards to uh, Aaron um, for uh, this great achievement. Um, <laughs> and uh, while we're at it, um, why don't you mail in uh, your uh, letters of congratulations to um, Eco Health Alliance? Uh, we're celebrating. Um, we've we've hit the record. Over a thousand new COVID cases in a single day in Fayette County. Oh my um, goodness! That is, there's only a, uh, once you get to these rates, there's only um, X amount of days um, left in a calendar year before um, every person statistically will have COVID in this um, 
uh, in the city. Um, speaking of which, Baptist Health, Baptist Health Richmond has suspended all non-urgency, uh, non-urgent procedures, um, which is uh, any um, any procedures considered elective if it can be delayed for 30 days, quote, without significant risk or harm. Um, so they're still going to do other stuff like biopsies, CT and MRI scans and x-rays, but, um, uh, everything else, those are suspended. Meanwhile, at, uh, Central Baptist and, uh, the University of Kentucky, um, there, they have, uh, exceeded peak patient volumes that they first logged over the summer during the quote unquote Delta wave. Um, so it's even higher. Um, and, uh, UK has not officially limited electives, but um, in practice, uh, uh, there have been uh, many delays and things like this um, because it has not. Uh, there is just simply not enough guys in there. Good to luck trying do to get it. an elective procedure. Yeah, um, I, one quote I was reading was like, "We've never actually, even during the peak of the summer, um, never been able to actually have all of our operating rooms full and running because of the lack of staff." Um, so. Uh, and here's the quote. And here's the takeaway quote, folks. Um, it, you may it may remind you of the, all the other previous quotes we've read um, that have been uh, increasing on a certain uh, linear trajectory. Um, quote: All the healthcare systems are strained to the max. To um, the max. So yes. Um, other vegetables we have to get through: the Fayette County Detention Center. Um, uh, boy, is it. Talk about things falling apart at the seams. <laughs> so an inmate um, died uh, last Thursday. Um, uh, Gregory Lynn Smith was pronounced dead at uh, on noon on Thursday at a local area hos- um, hospital. Uh, he's been in um, the hospital since January 13th. Um, and... Uh, foul play is not suspected so um well uh, no he just died he just died no explanation all right no explanation that just this guy died january 25th um quajira price 27 has been charged with a misdemeanor assault and misconduct stemming from an incident occurred at the jail in october according to court records i had had to do some uh very um uh egregious editing of this piece because the amount of times the phrase according to court records gets thrown out in this paper um, or in this article, I mean, is insane. Anyway, Price allegedly sprayed pepper spray through the food flap of an inmate cell. Price was served on December 31st with a criminal summons. And this is a part that is, um, uh, they, they mention and, and then, and do not, and just move on past it. Um, but I will read this quote in full. The man inside the cell was naked when the pepper spray was discharged onto his cell and was, quote, sprayed on his genitals, an investigator wrote in a criminal report. The spray, quote, caused a significant burning pain, unquote. The man, quote, was locked in his cell behind a secure barrier and did not pose any risk to Officer Price or any other person at the time the OC spray was deployed, an investigator wrote in court records. Um, no, the rest of it is exclusively just about the disciplinary seizures passing. That is all the summary of events that we get. <laughs> um, so who knows, folks, what is going on? Um, let's see. Uh, Price's attorney denies his, has, uh, says that his client denies any wrongdoing. Um, uh, Price has excellent work history in the jail and is involved in the community. She looks forward to a jury hearing all the evidence. <laughs> all right. That's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah. Internal investigations carried about the community corrections involving potential criminal offenses aren't completed until after the case is resolved. So, um, folks, uh, stay tuned. Price was scheduled in her next court appearance in February. Uh, Price's fourth degree assault charge is a class A misdemeanor, which this misdemeanor is misspelled, guys. How did this happen? How? Anyway, punishable by a maximum of 12 months involving your imprisonment. Her misconduct charges a class B misdemeanor. That one's spelled right. Punishable by a maximum of 90 days imprisonment. Okay, whatever. Um, here's a little cut from a Beth Musgrave article, which just was um, a summary of a meeting, of a city council meeting in hiding. Um, 
I'm just cool. I just pulled the critical parts about the unemployment numbers, right? Because if you remember from our state of the city episode, um, we have recovered from our unemployment rate. Yet, there's something curious going on here, right? Fayette County's unemployment rate in November 2021 was 2.4%, a near record low and a substantial improvement from the near high record of unemployment of 14% in April, May of 2020. Approximately 8,000 people in Fayette County area whole who were working in November 2019 were no longer working in November 2021. Um, this was at the uh, Budget, Finance, and Economic Development Committee um, on Tuesday. Uh Interestingly, though, Lexington's payroll tax revenue is expected to increase to sorry increase go up by seven point six percent by the end of the current fiscal year. Um, but uh, not all things are rosy. In fiscal year twenty three, it's predicted that we're only going to have three point eight percent over the previous fiscal year. Um, if line don't go up, I do not know what will simply happen to the city. Um, That's interesting. Eight thousand so eight, people no longer working, but then the unemployment is down. Yeah, so it's 8,000 people that the uh, Labor Department considers no longer seeking jobs. Interesting. Yeah, and it, and the sign that the payroll goes up does mean, though, that people are paying more. The wages have gone up, folks. Huh. Um, I'll say this, not at my job, um, but uh, whatever. It'd be funny. I would love got to get my bosses to listen to this podcast so I can just be like, doesn't it look what you're doing to me? I'm in pain. Look oh. what you're doing. Ah, I just, it's every episode is just, you know, and it's sort of, it's, I replaced the news as sort of just like an extended inner monologue. That'd be good. I think mm. people will be into that. Um, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm tabling the soccer field discourse. Um, I saw some soccer field discourse. The, on, on Twitter. I'm, I, we can talk about it a little bit, but I've not done any of my fair. They're doing the soccer field on top of the, the parking lot, which, um, the, across from Rupp arena and, um, it's big. And I'm like, why? I... Well, I saw they got, um, they did they were, the Herald leader was doing like a, a press release on it or somebody was doing a press release on it. And the person they were using to interview the owner of the soccer company was a sports analyst. Yeah, if you all not, remember when we covered in, uh... when we covered the uh, FSL initially, it's a uh, it was all being written by the sports reporter guy, right? So. Which, but it should be written by like I don't know, like maybe an urban planner, uh, maybe just, someone just... who knows anything about urban geography. Anyone, it's man. Like... I mean, this is a. I mean, it is not a. It's and I mean that's what's so stupid. Right? It's like sports are very important in this city, right? And um, things that are very uh, things that have are important and have a certain kind of power are the things that uh, that end up exercising power um, in changing the um, uh, geographical landscape around us, right? And um, I'm having a hard time believing that um, a uh, another sports arena um, will help it, especially because there's already a sports arena; it's already downtown. Um, it's across the street no not that i'm talking about for uh, soccer but that is true aaron you also make an interesting you know they probably could they probably could play a little small they could play tiny soccer mm-hmm. there i've definitely seen them play um uh football in rep arena that was insane they can just do that um turns out you can put grass anywhere if you believe hard enough in it <laughs> um they can use i don't know use transies field literally uh, well, the UK has a field, Use and they're UK's starting Union. Just keep using the UK's field. I mean, I don't know. Just look. Um, all I'm saying is that the, um, you know, inshallah, the revolution kicks off before the soccer field gets built, um, <laughs> and we'll have we'll have a chance to put literally anything of use. Maybe a steel mill. The palace of the Soviets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do like a big people's palace thing. Um, it's. <laughs> Anyway, so, folks, it's election time. Um, election desk 2022. The, the rest of this episode, I shit you not, I already looked at Aaron, what Aaron wrote for their side, and it is, um, it's all election, baby, um, 24-7. It's the lame election desk, it's heating up, and that isn't just because of the alleged arson reports. Um, things are taking off. So, so, I will say this, this is what I'm going to do. Throughout this year, we're going to be dropping little profiles of candidates, right? Especially now because so many candidate websites are blank and empty and useless. Um, Desolate. 
wasteland. Yes. Um, uh, case in point, um, uh, Kenya Williams, uh, District 8 City Council. Um, this is the guy running against um, Fred Brown and uh, vapid, vapid fucking website. I mean, it's embarrassing. Um, help us campaign today for a better tomorrow. Um, uh, I have been active in the community. Um, to build strength of this community, we must be bound by a common goal. The goal that we all must strive for is a better and stronger community. As your candidate, I am committed to making your problem my problem and attacking it head on. I want to ensure that your voice will be heard. Um, this guy should get into like anarchism. <laughs> if you're talking about radical community um, strength, I mean that's what you need. To, you need to start building some uh, some radical autonomous organizations. We I don't start think... start building the community gardens. Yes, build the community gardens, the community defenses, the community wall. The, yeah, um, they train the community militia, the Red Guard. I mean, you need all the community secret service, which is critical. Um, you know, this is I think the only rational solution um, for District Eight. Um, I think we need to. Uh... <laughs> anyway, um... if you if you live between Alumni and Tate's Creek, yeah, and you're, and you're south of, and you're outside a new circle, yeah, do boy, do we have an ideology for you? Anyway, this guy's a, like a former football player. Um, he's cool or whatever, especially in comparison to Fred Brown, who like needs to go. And this is, I will say, highlight. I'm pulling all I'm pulling all this stuff mostly just from from a few Herald Leader articles, right? Because they have done a good job, I think, of at least mentioning the background of a lot of candidates, of which I didn't know, because you know, I'm everyone knows I am um, terrible at researching, which is something I'm working on. Um, but they mention all sorts of stuff like, like, like what some of these uh, city councilors like did in their past lives, and I was like, oh, is that what's up with them? Anyway, um, if you live in District Eight. Shoot, tune out now. You've already heard your election advice. Um, but first, we're starting off with the mayor. The mayor. The mayor. Who's going to be mayor? Um, I have a big feeling it's going to be Linda Gordon again. If the Herald Leader has the, Oh, my God. Um, I put mayor. I, I, this is a, my, <laughs> my section is more like the Herald Linda. Or Harold Lin- I will, I will also I did, and I think this is a little more like Trumpy, a little more like Goofy. Um, the Harold Linda Leader. I think that's good. The Linda Leader, because it's alliterate. Linda, Linda Gore, Linda Boring. That's not in the arcade. That's not Linda, me. Linda Paper. Tin. Okay. Anyway, we say this because <laughs> it's like um, it, every single time someone writes an article about Mayor Gorton stuff, it's like they write about certain issues that face her or whatever, right? And like, they, it's just so weird. It feels like they're pulling, especially um, there's this wild, wild um, back and forth between. Um, uh, Adrian Wallace um, and Linda Gordon, like not actually, but in the paper, right? Um, so, before we get to that, you got four people running for city council, which means that there will be a primary election Wait, for mayor. For mayor, shit, fuck, just to put me down now. You got four people. You got Mayor Linda Gordon. You got everyone's favorite little freak, David Kloiber. <laughs> you got Adrian Wallace, uh, um, quote, a nonprofit executive and former NAACP president, right? And then, of course, you have William Wayman, right, who the Herald Leader gives the accolade of running unsuccessfully for mayor in 2018. Oof. Um, I would like to be that guy. I, William Wayman's a king. I don't, I don't really think we agree on anything, but I'm like, get this guy in. Um, get him in, put him in there. He's doing, he's going to do what's right. Um, I guess, uh, anyway, you know, Wallace has been a most critic, vocal critic of Gordon. Wallace said Gordon needed to do more to address skyrocketing murder rates and invest more in violence prevention. Immediate next paragraph. Gordon has countered that she upped investment in the city's one Lexington program, which helps curtail youth and gun violence. All large cities are struggling with higher and pre-pandemic homicide rates. Overall, violent crime in Lexington is down. Gordon has said that, uh, Gordon has said, it's like, Wallace has also criticized Gordon for not doing enough to address affordable housing, homelessness, and supporting nonprofits that serve those populations. Gordon said that she, with the help of the council, has upped and, you know, so it's like this insane, like, they're like this weird, like insane back and forth. Or like they raise a criticism that will that uh that, that Wallace has, and then they give like part of the press release from Halen. It's like I don't know, whatever. Um, I'm excited to hear more about what what Adrian Wallace's opinions 
um, uh, policy, not opinion, sorry, let me rephrase this. What policy says um, that Adrian Wallace is for? Because I'm very curious, because we might have someone. We might actually have a close to viable contender. Now, obviously, and we should say this before going into any elections, electoralism is dumb, it's goofy, and um, uh, let me say this, not a single Marxist-Leninist is running um, in this city council. So, whatever. Right, maybe one. I think I got one person that I'm like, they might be a fellow traveler, but I'm not. Look, folks. We're, we're here for the spectacle. We're here for the spectacle, and we are here to give, um, you know, to vote out our, our, our many enemies who we've uh, uh, developed a parasocial um, uh, rivalry <laughs> with. They don't know who we are. We know all about them. Um, we know all about them, and, and we hate them. And we will be mobilizing. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be mobilizing. <laughs> against these guys anyway whatever um we'll still give out let me say this have you ever hear me being like oh you should vote this or whatever that is not let me say this that's an endorsement sure but that is not the lame stamp of approval if anyone wants the lame stamp of approval well the filing deadline's a little late now although stay tuned side b maybe there might be something there um, if, it, if we, if we got any, if we got any fellow travelers out there that are looking to run in some city council ones or whatever, hit us up. We can, we can do something for you. Um, yeah, we'll put you on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Um, so that will be going to primary, right? And then we got some weird county positions, a lot of which I did not, I think I knew some of them were, but I was shocked by how many are, um, actually partisan positions, right? Angela Evans. If anyone remembers Angela Evans from like two years ago, um, she is running for county attorney against incumbent Larry Roberts. Um, Of course, Angela Evans resigned in the middle of 2020 um, because she got accepted to a grad program at Princeton, um, effectively um, yielding the position immediately over to David Kloiber. So, um, Princeton, uh, you, you went out, you scouted and you, uh, and you scalped Angela Evans from the city council team and, um, domino effect. Now this idiot's running for mayor. I hope you're happy. Um, who, it's like a, it's like a butterfly effect. Who could have predicted that? Yes, literally. Um, so, uh, anyway, I mean, I love, I'm love that. I love that, uh, little Kloiber is getting a chance to, to spread his wings. Um, anyway, Kathy Witt. Um, who, I shit you not, has been sheriff since 1998. This woman has been sheriff for 24 years, 25 years now. Insane. Um, uh, She has a primary challenger, because she's a Democrat, has a primary challenger from Thomas, quote, Tucker Bullitt. Bullitt has previously worked as an intern for a federal judge, and he now manages an 80-acre farm in Paris. He's hoping to... Folks, I mean, take a shot every time we say this on the podcast for the rest of time. Emphasize community policing and wants to get, quote, troubled youth into beneficial programs to prevent gun violence, according to his campaign website, right? Blevins. This is a guy who I didn't know anything about his past, right? He's facing a challenge from an assistant uh, Fayette County attorney. Um, he's been uh, the county clerk since 2009, which he was appointed to fill out the term of his father. <laughs> my father was, was my father was county clerk, and his de- oh sorry, was, sorry, sorry, my daddy was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always got things like this is what you got to understand here, boy. I'm county clerk. My daddy was county clerk, and his daddy's daddy was county clerk, and my intent for my son to be county clerk. <laughs> And there's nothing in the whole state of Alabama that will get me to change that. <laughs> anyway. Um, there's nothing in this in this Fayette Urban County government yeah. that will get me to change. Yeah. Reese, if you're listening, big heart to you. Um, <laughs> when he was appointed to fill out the term of his father, Blevins also, and I did not, I don't know how, I maybe I did know this. He was, um, he was a, a council member for the 10th district. Mm. Um, elected, too, and not even appointed. Um, circ, uh, now for the judge positions. Yawn, yawn, boo. I just a bunch of lawyers. I none of them have interesting websites. There's too many. One of these days will do dev. Five guys have filed to run to fill um, Scorsoni's uh, position that he filled. Um, currently, this guy named Jeffrey Taylor um, was appointed um, to hold it. 
four people are filing for district judge first division seat. Have fun doing traffic citations for the rest of your lives, idiots. Um, and then two people are filing to replace Kathy Stein's family court seats. And let me say this. I did a brief cursory read of these two things, and all I got to say is men's rights activist. This is your time. Get out there to the trenches. Whoa. You're looking for paternity rights. This, <laughs> There is a guy running for family court. <laughs> Fathers, you want to see your daughters? Get out there! I mean, this is the this is the the MGTOW guys. If you all even exist still, to the trend to the you know tanks. I mean, this is this is your time to shine. Um, I'm sure there's so many of you that listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, okay, at large, at large. This is good. So that council at large. We got some big names here. Maloney and Ellinger are rerunning. Mm-hmm. Steve K is not because he is um. He's uh, going to be blogging. Well, yeah, obviously. He's, one, too busy posting. Um, two, he's hit his, uh, there's a three-year term limit, um, consecutive term limit. So he can come back, and I hope he will. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Um, I like him as a as a blogger, but not as a... Um, as, a as a Ringo Starr uh, MS Paint enthusiast. Uh, Dude, Ringo Starr better be, I mean, quaking when he, if I, I, I mean, I'm sure Ringo Starr likes Days of Night being like... Peace and love, but I hate that guy Steve K. He's... For the for the uninitiated, look up uh, apples again, which is apples. An episode of this we show. need to just cover. We need to just do a bonus episode and just cover and just get the update on Steve K's blog again. Honestly, anyway, Arnold Farr is running for city council, folks. That is, of course, a philosophy professor at UK. Um, he's a king, um, union uh, member, DSA member. Yeah, he. I tell you, he probably. I'll give him. I won't give him the stamp because I don't. I don't know how. I, do, I don't know if he's um. What what's his uh? I don't know if he's willing to storm the Winter Palace with me or whatever. But um, he's cool, and I'll give him the lame endorsement. Um, not the stamp. I'm very stingy about the stamp. Um, Lily Miller Johnson, who is uh, I believe either former or current County and Soil Water Conservation in Fayette County. Um, not a. We'll do a dive into her. We'll do a dive into all these guys, except for I'm going to go ahead and give you the briefing on this other guy in St. Matt Miniard, who ran before. Um, uh, and last thing, got uh, shockingly 2.8% of the vote, which is shocking. Um, he ran unsuccessfully in 2018. He is a real estate appraiser who has had his license suspended twice by state regulators. <laughs> he has also been in trouble with law enforcement <laughs> and has served time for domestic violence and assault. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> get this guy in this guy. He's like, he's uh, what a f- so fucked up that he's even, I mean, okay. It's just whatever. We're going to not think about that guys. We've already reported on this one. Dan, Wu's still in the running. Um, he was one of the first guys to announce that he was running for at large. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, Dan, Wu, um, one to look out for also, Hey, who's that at the, oh, what's it? Oh, James Brown of District 1 is running. Oh. oh. Little opening in District 1. So he's running. So if I had to make any guess as to the Wait, three people. Hold on, what? Henry. You're forgetting somebody. Who There's I... somebody on the list who you didn't catch. Who did I not? I literally said all of them. No, 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 no. That's what did I who did I miss? <laughs> Who's also running for city council? Shit! I forgot. No, no, I wrote it down. I cut it. I cut it because I was moving it around. It got lost in the copy paste. Folks, sorry. Sorry. Scrap. Forget all of that analysis. The king has returned. The once the the, 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 the once and future council member. This guy no longer no longer will be powered by his ability to do the weird five hand gesture in his campaign, however. He's he's been working, they've been working hard at that. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, it is the man who I've dedicated more personal time and effort in my life to removing from office. Um, It is, of course, Bill Farmer Jr., and he is returning with a vengeance. And this is, folks, terrifying. I know I think I've given out this statistic before, but if you look at, like, the past, like, like the 2018 um, council run uh, that Bill Farmer did, uh, like, like, everything there, if you were to put every local district like every every district council person in a theoretical race against each other right bill farmer jr would crush them in a landslide victory this guy gets more votes than anyone else i guess i just get district tribes really really into voting or whatever um so he is he's going for the top cake 
Um, and I'm just going to say this, uh, I guess we'll, I guess we're going to have to preemptively welcome, um, uh, cut to, cut to to vice mayor, Bill Farmer, vice mayor, Bill Farmer Jr. And then cut to the inauguration where he says he sits down in his chair and he says, it's good to be back. Yes. Yeah. Cut to black. Stay tuned for season three. Um, so yeah, uh, let me say this. I think Richard Maloney deserves the vice president, the vice, uh, uh, mayoralship i think that could be fun i think a mayor richard maloney would be funny um i think he's a funny guy um he's he's a, a confusing man um but whatever so yeah sorry take it back so james brown's gonna have some tough competition right <laughs> i think chuck and richard are gonna coast in fine because they always do they always do fine there's always a dedicated because here's the thing there is not Every final, every run, I forget exactly how many candidates they are, right? But there are more, there are three positions, and you choose, you just pick three people, right? So it means that, like, for instance, Steve K won the vice mayorship. He's just whoever's the highest vote getter amongst the, amongst the, uh, um, at large people gets to be vice mayor, right? So you have, uh, Steve K getting only 19% of the vote. Chuck Ellinger got like 9% of the vote. You just need a concentrated like 10% of the voter base to pass someone in. And here's to hoping that um that that uh that someone um will be able someone uh more more interesting than just the uh the uh Lexington political establishment will be able to get in. Um Arnold Farr, I believe in you. Um, you're going to go places. Our, our general secretary. Don't, don't say that. Um, I, I, I never said it. District it one. Now with the hundred percent less James Brown, here's the people that are running or Sean Barry. This guy is a, a active police. This guy's a cop currently. Um, Doyle Warren. He's a retired minister and they don't say how old he is, but they do say he used to work for IBM. So, uh, um, I think we can all guess how um, ancient this man is. Um, uh, Mike Wilson, um, former council member and current minister, right? And then this is the character. This is the one to. This is the one to look out for. This is the one I'm interested in. Tanya Fogel. This is her, the quote straight out of the Herald Leader. Community organ organizer with Kentuckians for the Commonwealth and has long been active in restoration of civil rights for convicted felons. Ladies and gentlemen, we might have an abolitionist on our hands, um, and this could be very good. Um, this is, uh, so here's to hoping for that. Um, meanwhile, uh, in district two, we have Josh McKern who I never knew about his origin or whatever, but Beth Musgrave clued me in with this. And I, this is a verbatim quote from her article, Josh McKern, who is in real estate. Um, so great. Uh, I mean, take a guess at half of these people. They're all in real yeah, estate. Yeah. He doesn't got my vote. Let's say that versus Shayla Lynch, who is the quote lawyer and executive director at the of the Ampersand Sexual Violence Resource Center of the Bluegrass. So, um, uh, who's to tell? <laughs> anyway, District Three. This is gonna be this is gonna be another one to look for, in my opinion. We got we got um uh we got Civic Lex champion Hannah Legree versus um a woman whose name is literally Kate Savage. The executive director of Arts Connect Lexington, and and this is the worst part: former restaurant and catering business owner. Um, Which restaurant? I don't know. I don't care. Um, I mean, I do care. They just didn't put it here. I'm just. I'm giving you just the quotes from the Herald Leader article. We're gonna get. Let me, folks. Don't worry. Keep listening to Lame. Every single one on this list is gonna get the gender deep dive treatment. Um, which is to say, I'll talk about them for five minutes. And then, like, two guys will message me on Twitter, like, with very obvious things that I've forgotten. And then the next episode, I will have to issue a 10-minute correction. But it's fine. <laughs> You're learning. We're learning, right? It's, it's going to be good. Experience. I think it's going to be – let me say, folks, we can only go up from here. It's a dialectical analysis yeah, of yeah, these yeah. Uh, candidates. District 4, now with 100% less Susan <laughs> Lamb. Um, we have uh, Jay Brack Marquette. Um, former director of government affairs at Columbia Gas. So this guy does not get the vote. Um, we have uh, Brenda Menares, um, who receives no description, and I didn't have a chance to look up. And folks, another another high high caliber, high psychic damage um, rated uh, lame. Uh, I mean, it, he's collecting his uh, challenge coin for his fifth time appearance on the show. Barry Saturday 
is running for District 4. Which he already did unsuccessfully in 2014. So, um, uh, huge shout out to this psychopath. Um, I can, I'm always excited when Barry Saturday does stuff because it means I get to read more of what he says. Um, all eyes on Barry Saturday is all I will say. District 5, this is terrifying. Um, truly terrifying. Okay. You have a three, you have a three-way race, right? Incumbent Liz Sheehan, which who, who I, as a staunch anti-Bill Farmer millet partisan, um, worked very hard to get her past that line. Um, hey, Liz, what's up? Um, <laughs> so stupid. Um, and then we have two, I don't even know who to introduce for. Let's go with, all right, this is the one that I'm afraid of. This is the one that I'm earnestly afraid of her uh, stealing out of everyone's hand doing it. Amy Hillenmeyer. Folks, the Chevy Chaser. I mean, this is no one is more connected connected than the Hill and Myers. I mean, I don't actually know that. You see their Prius. You see the Hill and Meyer Prius, Prius driving around District Five. They're perusing the the place. They own all this shit. They're on this. They're in every. They're in every ad. You know, they're everywhere. If you live in Chevy Chase. Um, so, you know, that's a big thing to get. And then on the other hand, I don't know how much purchase this guy has, but folks, this will be, tune in next week, the first profile that I'm giving, Greg Ladd. That's at Ladd for, with two Ds, LaddForLex.com. If you want to get a little spoiler alert, this guy, this guy, man, well, we'll just have, I'll, 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 let me say this, little, little teaser, formerly in the Bevan government. Um, oh. but he's got, it, he's, he's, um, he's on the same, let me say this. He's on that Elon Musk shit, um, making him a, a, a terrifying contender, um, might, might get votes. Who knows? All right. Anyway, district six, hundred percent less David Kloiber. Um, <laughs> we have Denise Gray running, um, who I feel I know her from somewhere. I forget what she's done. She's been kind of involved in a lot of like campaign stuff or whatever. She's a teacher. And then um, there's two other guys, Charlie Rowland and Christopher Schaefer. No description on either of them. Um, Moving straight on to District 7, Preston Worley's domain. Um, Preston Worley is uh, facing up head-to-head with Joseph Hale, a resource analyst with the state. Um, What resources does the guy analyze? No idea. The ones we use. Okay, that's it. I'm all right. I'm into that. Um, so, uh, Godspeed, Joseph Hale. I don't know anything about you, but um, uh, it's going to be a challenge defeating the hottest man on city council. That's all I'll say. Um, District eight, we've already covered. Fred Brown, Kenya Williams. Um, District nine, folks. We can only hope that the filing deadline gets pushed back so more people can enter in on this thing because this is um. If you live in District nine, I'm. S- I'm sorry. Elect, uh, this is, you want to talk about the failure of electoralism? Let me give it to you. In one corner, we have Whitney, Elliot, Baxter, real estate agent, harebrained. Um, in the other hand, we have James Lombardi, a retired cop. Uh, pick your poison. Um, Who will win? If we could, if we could get, if they move this election, if they move the filing deadline back again, because um, it technically ended yesterday. If they move it back again, again, though, Folks, I would love, love to get a, love to get an insurrectionary candidate in on District Nine, giving giving the people of District Nine and their fucked up little land some some hope. Um, but you know, whatever. Uh, District Eleven, Jennifer Reynolds, um, who has a background on several nonprofit boards, and it's that dirty word again, development, which I did not know about her. Um, she is against. Uh, Someone far worse, Rock Daniels, quote, a real estate professional, unquote, in developer. Um, they really, Beth Musgrave really called him that. Um, huh. So, yeah, Godspeed, Jennifer Reynolds. I know your district changed pretty drastically. Um, so I hope, I hope you can do it. District 12, once again, I'm begging you, Kathy Plowman, hold the line. She's running against Raymond Alexander, current cop. Um, Do you think the FOP is just trying to field a bunch of candidates? I mean, sure. I think there's just a general. I mean, sure. I don't know how directly involved the FOP is in convincing people to file, but I mean, you better believe that the FOP will be, you know, um, doing that. Why can't any? Why can't we get? 
Like UCW arguably has like a candidate, but why can't why can't we get any sort of um? Where's my IWW candidate? <laughs> Wait, did you talk about District Ten? Yeah. Oh no, I totally skipped it. Damn it! District Ten now with 100% less Amanda May's blood. So we have a uh, David Savigny, uh, chief operating officer and founder of Volta, which they identify as some IT company. I don't think I've ever heard of this. Um, and then we have Ross Mann. Um, who was going to run for the um, uh, uh, Senate's uh, Kentucky Senate's 12th Senate district as a Republican, uh, but who got districted out of it. And he said, huh, I'll go for district 10. So um, yeah, uh, not really excited for either of these people. Not going to lie. Um, district 10, once again, I'm so, so sorry. Uh, and uh, with that, that is the rundown. Um, I will stay tuned for rolling election coverage, um, deep profiles on all the candidates, and more importantly, uh, I'm going to be digging. I got to get a list of some of the more niche uh, candidate um, positions going on in Fayette County. Like who who is going to be the coroner? Who's going to uh, be the constable? Yeah, Constable McNabb. I hope he's running again. That's a guy we haven't talked about in forever. Anyway, I yield my time. Move on. Get it over with. All right, you all are listening to the middle part of Lame, the Lexington after filing deadline Mark 6 experience. Mm-hmm. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jenry. And this is the middle part of the show. Um, send us you, your feedback. Send us your feedback. LexLamePod at gmail.com or, or on Twitter. At LamePod. In fact, you should just follow us on Twitter. It's fun to have a, it's fun to get, we get, we post the episodes there. That's it. You can retweet it to your timeline and all your friends will see what cool podcasts you're listening yeah. to. And they're like, I want that. You can message us and tell us how wrong we are. Well, yeah, and that's in in that, folks. Critical, critical support is um, constructive criticism is very important. You know, we're not we're not monoliths. We're just Hank. We're just people with microphones. You know, Mm -hmm. so um, you know, seriously, if you want to say something to us, if we think we're mischaracterizing something or whatever, enter. I'm not saying debate me, bro, because I'm not into that. I'm just saying. Talk to us. I want to know. I want to hear from the people that listen to this podcast, and I'm serious about that part. Speaking um, of hearing from the people who listen to this podcast, you can give us a review on iTunes. Mm, that's huge. And uh, you can give us a little little star, a little five stars, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Or and, on Spotify, uh, if you and really. And on Spotify now, yeah. Yeah. And um, with that, let's go into the into side B. All right. Well, you are listening to the Lexington After Filing Deadline Marxist Experience. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jenry. Just do it. Go, go, we go. Have, okay, so you were listening to the previous part of the episode. We're talking about the local candidates. We're uh-huh. expanding our scope now to the states. <sighs> we widen out on the state yeah, of Kentucky. We're, we're zooming out a little bit. Okay, but first, let's talk about this whole filing deadline thing. We've been talking about it. We've been alluding to it. Yes. Here, let's let's get into it a little bit. Um. A recently filed bill would push back this year's Kentucky primary, um, a, which is a backup plan in case the redistricting maps uh, got bogged down in court. Um, so if you're not aware, the Republicans put, recently put out a map uh, for redistricting, which they have to do every 10 years after the census. They Most states is done with an in, independent commission. In well, Kentucky, not most states. Hopefully, yeah, and ideally, A lot of states yes. is done with an independent commission. In Kentucky, it's done with the state legislature, who happens to be a hyper-majority Republican. Yeah. We, well, I don't want to say we, but the state um, is, there's just a lot of weird things in this map. It's um, not, it's, it's very, it's, it's very obviously not, uh, let me say this. Very, very obvious with the intention of making sure that um, the Republican Party maintains control mm-hmm. of certain areas. I mean, to imagine like Andy Bashir's Andy Bashir's surprise when he wakes up in January and he finds out he's actually a Western Kentuckian. Yeah, literally. Because now Frankfurt is in Western Kentucky. Well, part of it, right? Or is part it of, whole, no, yeah. all, all of Frankfurt's in Western Kentucky. It's all insane. the people and all the people, or half the people in Mercer County, wake up and they realize, wow. Where the where are the coal fields? Where are the caves? I'm in I Western know, Kentucky. Literally, I mean that's what's so crazy about it all. Um, and so um, the legislature on the first day of the general assembly being called into session for the regular session, they voted in these new maps. Andy Bashir vetoed them. the le- The legislature overrode his veto, and now the um, the governor and some other people are suing. 
the map or the people, I don't know, there, there, there's a lawsuit happening on these maps. And so there was a bill passed recently to delay the primary until August, which it was originally in May. Um, and yeah, it's, it's originally in May 17th. Um, and now they're trying to move it to August 2nd as a, just in case. Yeah, baby. That'd be great. We got a primary and then like you got, I mean, like really hyper concentrated election season. I mean, that'd be fun. Yeah. That makes for good podcasting. So that's, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's the whole primary thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the, the deadline would be moved until May 31st for filing. So that means if you're listening to this and you, and you want to run or you know someone who would want to run and something happens to where they actually do move it back. Um, you have an opportunity to do so. In fact, you, you, so you have all summer to decide. You have, you have all August. summer. That's huge, actually. Well, you have until May 31st. Oh, never mind. You have until August 2nd to vote. Or, well, oh, like, to, to August file, 2nd, sorry. August 2nd is the primary. The May 31st is the deadline. So you have, until, you have until the summer. Well, this is great. So we definitely, if this happens, folks, I'm telling you, District 9 and 10 especially, <laughs> Get it? Get some insurgent candidates in there. Who who runs for District Three? But Aaron Lame. Wow, that'd be. I mean, wow. Is your legal address here? Yeah. Wow, Aaron Lame versus Hannah Legree. Um, this would make our our election coverage um, uh, pretty good. I think actually, <laughs> I think actually it would improve. Not it. problematic here. Well, I mean, well, we don't, folks. We here at Lame do not believe in fair and balanced news. If someone tells you that, they are lying. We are a pod- we are a partisan podcast. Um, it's in the it's in the name. We are ex- yes. We are we are explicitly, folks. We are explicitly um, uh, interested in um, in the the um, overthrowing of the bourgeois dictatorship and the replacement of it with a proletariat dictatorship that will bring us into communism, right? That's the TLDR on that. And we, unlike some of you all, are will use any means necessary. Um, any and, means necessary. Yes, and if that means one of us runs for, for, for an elected position and we also don't view that as a conflict of interest, don't get in a don't get in a tizzy out of over it, folks. But I mean, look, it's as, politics. It all yeah, is. As as MLs, though, would we run for office? I mean, we. I mean, I think. Let me say this: the whole elector. I think, like, as far as local government is concerned, I think there is interesting things you can do. I think it's an interesting idea, but at the same time. I think once if you actually do win, I think there is a um uh a level of um let me say this a there is a there is a level of scrutiny that is put upon that should be put upon you that maybe you like 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 but I'm an ML ML I'm but I'm in government this is good like eh sorry buddy you're in you're in the government now I don't know let me say this you'd have to be I'd be for it. If someone, if we get an email in government, yeah, great. And they, on the condition that once you get in government, you just go crazy. I mean, you need to be like every meeting, like putting forth, like just like the wildest shit. I mean, <laughs> I need you, to, you, I need you to put forward a bill that says full communism now, like every meeting. Um, <laughs> I mean, you need to go, folks, we need to start literally expropriating property and um, like in in order to bulldoze these suburban developments that we have going and replace them with um with more important things. I mean, we need to do some radical change stuff or whatever. So if you show up and you're just one Marxist in government, I mean, you need to go one read up on your books. Bernie's got some interesting um has an interesting history in municipal government getting shit done. Um, but we you got to I mean you got to go big. You got to go hard. And you can't you can't go soft. Um, it's not for everyone, but uh, it is a paycheck. <laughs> Thirty thousand a year. Yeah, just we're gonna make you 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 win the election, and then we are going to sit you down every week, and we're going to force you to read about um, uh, uh, the SPD post World War um, uh, during World War One or whatever constantly. Um, It'll be fun. We're going to. 
we're going to we're going to talk to you about cat's putsch or whatever the guy's name is talk um, to you about um operation paperclip well okay well that's not i'm talking about world war one here um, but i'm whatever you're gonna if you become a Kautsky ad on us, that's it, Aaron. I mean, I would this podcast is over if you go Kautsky on me. I'm I'll, sorry. I'll try I, my best not to become <laughs> Kautsky. I'm giving. I'm like to every meeting. You're like trying to give like like Linda Gordon like a copy of like Le, like something of Lenin to read or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like I'm like Linda Gordon reformer revolution. <laughs> yeah, you're just passing out Rosa Luxemburg. Exactly. Um, anyway, <clears throat> speaking of speaking of candidates. After that, after that little tangent. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, candidates. What's up? <clears throat> okay, so there's a there's a race happening. Um, you may have heard of it. It's for um, national office. Oh. It is for the United States uh, fifth. I think we're the fifth district uh, for Congress for U.S. House of Representatives. Andy Barr is running for re-election. Well, yeah, obviously. <clears throat> the Herald Leader says. That nobody, no significant Democratic challenger Duh! has filed against Andy Barr, to which I, it. to which I say, Herald Leader, do your research, yeah. read your own article. More like Harold Dumb. Mm. More like Harold Can't Reader. That's oh, that's good. That's <laughs> more like, good. More like um, I don't know. Click on the link in your in your article or. Well, okay. I mean, it's possible that the. That you know, I don't know if you know this, Aaron, but in the in the newspaper world, a lot of times, the people that write the articles don't pick the headlines, especially in print, because you have to set it's the physical typesetters that yeah, make the yeah, layout of the yeah, paper yeah. that choose it. So you know, um, it's not all, but in digital things, probably I don't know, who knows. Let me say this: still shame on them. Tisk tisk. Um, so who who Harold's does Andy bad. Barr have running against him that I'm making all this big fuss about? Well. Uh-huh. They say Andy Barr's raised already close to $2 million for his campaign. Great. Um, and the closest Democratic challenger is Chris Priest of Berea, who raised over $16,000 at the end of last year. It's like they're not even trying anymore. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, look, this is... The the, the, the state Democrats have, have always been talking about how the uh, the Republicans are, are, are a menace on this state. They always say that they're doing things incorrectly. And then it comes time for election. And they, I mean, they go, they beef it every time. Every I mean, it's embarrassing. Time. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. But <clears throat> Chris Priest, he's okay. The uh, other guy, and you can follow along with this too. I got the hyperlinks in the yeah, agenda. Yeah, you can yeah, follow yeah, along. Yeah. Chris or Jeff Young, click on his little page he's got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm glad that I'm getting guided through this. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. He's got animated uh, hypertext. <clears throat> he's for not- peace. Jeff, Abolish okay, so, the CIA. Yes, Holy this is, shit. This is Jeff Young, he's a Democrat. Yeah, I'm, and this I'm is, donating money right now to this guy. <laughs> this is this is uh this is my pick, honestly. Holy shit. For for Fuck um, this holy shit. This guy this guy I I'm I almost almost want to give him the seal. <laughs> I, I almost want to give him the stamp. <clears throat> so for for listener, you can go to Young for the number four ky.com that's y-o-u-n-g for the number four ky.com working people made this country great warmongers and billionaires are destroying it that's good that's really good the united states is the most hated and feared country in the world today and andy Barr, republican (laughs) is part of the reason why this is true um so yeah this this guy's running for for house um if you go on his website the first thing you see is vote Jeff Young. He's uh, for peace. Vote May 17th. Abolish, abolish the, the CIA. CIA. I mean, this guy literally gets it. I mean, talk <laughs> about one. If that And that's the funny thing about like, especially like, like being like, like, you know, let me say this. Look, I'm just Jeff. I'm loving the energy. I'm just warning you. You know what happened to the last guy that tried to abolish the CIA? They shot him in a motorcade along with the governor of Texas. Um, he talks to, so he's he's talking about uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who need need I need I remind everyone, yeah. okay, because this is a fact that people seem to overlook. Yeah, um, Anthony Anthony Lincoln, uh, Anthony, Anthony Blinken, Lincoln, that's good. Anthony Blinken has a is is on Spotify. Um, okay, and, that's insane. And he and he has a band called A B Link A B Lincoln. Okay, A dot B dot Lincoln, um, and he he makes dad rock. 
Well, that's good. I love to see that this guy who is um, just, you know, uh, carrying out genocide has a little dad rock album. Mm-hmm. Blinken's um, a fucked up dude. So, I mean, I mean they, they got this quote from him, and I'm not going to read it. But then but then Jeff says, this is how no gangsters, gangsters talk. talk. That's uh, good. Um, yeah, he, he didn't quote some again. Unless you get rid of your present government, Syria, we are going to starve your people into submission. We're going to destroy what's left of your economy. I mean, yes, he gets, let me say this. Someone gets that the sanctions regime, regime is fucked up. Um, my opponent, Andy Barr, we're in the 6th District. My my correction there, we're in the 6th District. Correction, instant correction. Has, has no problem with that cruel, immoral, gangster-like policy. Why? Because Barr is a puppet of the Israel lobby and the Saudi lobby, both of which have been trying to overthrow Syria's elected government for a approximately the last 10 years or longer and he's literally right <laughs> uh i mean this guy if if and when i replace any bar in congress i will support our troops by bringing them home that's good we cannot like afford that. to police the entire world our financial system our economy and the value of the dollar all are about to collapse but we can afford to invest in america to keep it safe and prosperous Oh, this is great. Def- so, step three, defund AFRICOM. That's huge. Yeah, so he has all these issues. We need um, Medicare for all. We need to legalize cannabis. Mm-hmm. We need to tax the millionaires and the billionaires. So he's doing a little... He's he's doing a Oh, this is great. He's got his, like, 11-point... Energetic22 at Yahoo.com. He's just got his phone number. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what I like, hey, man. I really like point number six here, and that is... Um, End corruption. Well, that's a little nebulous, see? Mm-hmm. This is what I'm like. I'm not... I'm, I'm very skeptical of the end incor- I like... I, three is my favorite one. Because it's mm-hmm. simple to the point to fund Africom. Well, I'm into okay, that. But if you okay, so if you read if you read the text he has, and then first of all, if you click on six, which is ending corruption, uh-huh. you go to the webpage. It says it's number five in the webpage. Oh, weird. Um, he says, um, I will I will go after the corruption of of partisan politics. So Kentucky was one of two <gasps> states to receive the highest ranking of five for legal corruption in both the executive and legislative branches. Um, with a ranking of three for corruption being moderately common. He says, although I'm not a lawyer, I've no. been un- uh, uncovering massive corruption in the Kentucky Democratic Party since February 2015, when the Democratic Party allegedly rigged and stole the election for governor by hosting primary a, for governor or hold the primary for governor by holding a unity press conference in Frankfurt and inviting only the establishment's favorite candidates, Jack Conway. Yeah, Jack Conway was embarrassing. I was Conway's only Democratic opponent. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> the Kentucky Democratic defense ever since then has been that they, they don't have to obey their own bylaws and that they have the legal right to decide who their nominee will be, regardless of the desires of Kentucky's 1.7 million registered Democrats, and that they may never be accused of election fraud, that no court in America can stop them, and they are essentially above the law. In 2020, I ran as a Republican against Andy Barr in their primary. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And I discovered that the Republican Party of Kentucky rigs its own primaries in exactly the same way. Oh, shocker, man. If I can clean up corruption in Kentucky, I can do it in Washington, D.C., and in December 2021, I filed a petition for Sertoroi in the U.S. Supreme Court against Andy Barr, and I'm working on a few more. You can't just – he's not – that's so ins- – on what cases he's in? Is he, he's going to – he's like – he's like – he's like, U.S. Supreme Court, I need you to go against Andy Barr on a – check it, original jurisdiction? What? This is ins- – I'm I, okay, guys. I'm into this. Um, the other one I like too is um, – my top priority is, is preventing a nuclear war. Well, uh, that's, I mean... When I am elected, I will propose our so-called defense budget. Defense is in quotes. Be, that's good. That's be cut good. by at least 50%. Most of our, again, quotes, defense budget goes into maintaining the U.S. military empire, threatening other countries. I mean, this stuff we all know. If we stop trying to dominate so many other countries, the U.S. would be less hated and feared around the world. Our national security would improve because we'd have fewer enemies. Um... So, I mean, this guy, Jeff Young, is on to, I mean, he's, let me say this. He is on a certain, he is, um, this is the guy that is proving horseshoe theory right, is all I'm saying. <laughs> this is like, it's once, and, and so many people in the United States are like this. Like, they will even get to the point of, be, of, of you know, being like, um, like, uh, you know, U.S. empire bad, um, you know, there's things that were like, you know, like, like there is a group of elites that, you know, control certain things or whatever, and yet are so afraid to say the M word, which is Marxism. Um, I don't know. just really interesting. Um, it's, it, 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 I don't know. The weird foreign policy, it, I don't know. It's just goofy, whatever. Um, there's a, there's a weird sort of like, like vague, like, oh, I think I'm like, 
there's a group, there's a certain group of left politics in where people are like, oh, there is a fundamental good force in America, to which I say, hmm, nah, eh, breaks. Well, there is a force in America, and it's the force of capital. I'm just saying, look, listen, buddy, America was one of the first right wing revolutions um, of the like the like you know like the the end of the feudal era into the like I mean, there's not there's not a, let me say this, guys. I'm not saying the people here are bad, but I'm saying the uh, the whole general shape politically, things of speaking, um, uh, are, are 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 fucked in a way that is not it's not salvageable in the way that you think. America is a country founded upon Calvinism. Yes, I mean when that's say it again, say it to the can I say it louder for the back of the room? I say don't actually. It's like, but yeah, you know, that's anyway. Um. So yeah, that's young. The number four ky.com. This Check out his website. I mean, this, this guy is wild. All right, abolish the CIA. Abolish this. Is someone fucking gets it in a way. Then um, we have. Then we okay. So we go from that. We then we go from him to Chris Priest. Okay. Um, who the first image you see of him is him in a suit and a Captain America lapel Chris pin. Chris Priest for Congress. What's this? Oh shit! He's embarrassing me. Okay, campaign issues. <clears throat> his his campaign issues are pretty. I don't know. They're generic. Healthcare, education, economy, uh, criminal healthcare justice. Healthcare is a human right. Uh, many of our laws and systems were built to keep enslaved people. And all right, okay, we must create an economy that supports workers to earn a livable wage and stops corporate welfare. Okay, so a little doing 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 a little doing a little Bernie. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I mean that's fine. Uh, yeah, it's stuff. I mean, it's stuff. If you follow, if you've been following the Bernie campaign, if you've been following the Charles Brooker campaign, you've heard this language before. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's good from a from a Kentucky Democrat. Yeah, he graduated from Moorhead. Um, he taught a bunch of high schools. He's a PhD in STEM education at UK. Cool. Huh. All right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So there he is. Chris okay. Priest, sixteen thousand dollars. He likes bow ties. Yeah, he's got a little. And he's this got is a the uh, Adam. <laughs> that's actually cool. I like that. I, I, the problem here is, um, is that uh, I mean, will Pete do people want to vote? I mean, what do what do he's, the what do the fine yeah. people of like Richmond think? You he's know? got the Captain America thing in the background. That's and that's hurting me. Um, um he likes dogs. Well, let me say this. Uh, I have I have hope for him, um, but uh, look, it'd be nice. Let's see. We'll see who makes it, folks. You know, maybe these guys are small enough. We'll get someone with a pot. <laughs> Here's what I think is interesting, and this is some of the, like Amy McGrath used this language. Oh, Joe yeah. Biden used this language. Yeah, and I mean now, well, the stuff now... the. I mean, well, especially what is especially suspect is healthcare as a human right, obviously. Well, um, here, no, that's not even what I'm going. Chris Priest is using this language when he asks you to donate. He's asking you to chip in. Okay, well, that's just not. That's not. There's no way to fix that. Um, you know, the there's no the chip in thing is whatever is what is 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 a la mode. You know, there is a there is a certain like there is a certain like aural texture that once you say the phrase chip, chip in, in in my brain, I just yeah. I don't like it. Well, I, they're trying to you know what's you know they're so I mean a lot of people they're like well God well, what is a better phrase I think we should really start going insane and being like this is a this is a form of mutual aid <laughs> donating to my campaign is mutual aid <clears throat> I like it that's good um. So I mean, yeah, that's that's for us the sixth district. We got those. We got the three the three amigos mm-hmm. over here. Um, Thomas Massey has some people running against him. Are they going to win? I don't know. We'll see. He's got some Republicans and some Democrats. Okay. One person who filed against Thomas Massey. Their name is George Washington. Okay, that's huge, actually. And I couldn't and I couldn't find anything else about them. So that un- wait. doesn't not an issue. Honestly, change your name to George Washington and just run. People might the geezers might vote for you. Exactly. Um, um, we'll see how the strategy plays out. Here's another one. So we know we know John Yarmouth is deciding not to seek another term. Yes. Okay. We know Attica Scott is running for that seat. Yes. But we also now know that Senate Minority Leader Morgan McGarvey God is also it. running for that seat. Well, folks, um, it's been a good run. <laughs> um. Morgan McGarvey, of course, famously most punchable face. Yes. 
Um, he's on the. I mean, he's on. He's on the Kentucky Democratic TikTok, which I think is embarrassing. I don't know. Absolutely embarrassing. Um, he's a, he's an interesting guy. Um, I mean, obviously, obviously, Lamb stands with Attica Scott. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess she gets the endorsement, not the stamp. I'll be clear. Not on the that. stamp. She not gets the, the endorsement, stamp. but um, I don't know. I don't know what McGarvey's trying to do here. Yeah, um, I don't know. We do have, uh, as as we're all aware from from the uh, council elections, District Twelve of the Senate, um, which covers Boyle County, parts of Fayette, Mercer, and Woodford. Amanda Mays Bledsoe is running yeah. for. The Republican, the Republican ticket. ticket. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, she does not get any form of endorsement. Fuck her. Um, but An anti-endorsement. A yeah. Condemn. Condemn it. I, I don't. I don't. Um, I, who is even running against her? Anyone of note? Whatever. No. It's. Yeah. Probably someone. I just don't know. Yeah. Whatever. We'll find out in the coming weeks because you know. Remember that episode preview for twenty two, that we put out all yeah, those all yes. those many moons ago. Yeah. Aaron, Here we are. It's twenty twenty two. And, and now what, it's here. Now it's just a, the view. Preview. Now it's the view for 2022. <laughs> um, this is good, folks. The Lamedec election desk. I mean, it's going thermonuclear. What can I say? It's, We're gonna uh, be Jeff Young. What a man! Yeah, this guy that, is. Oh, eyes on. on him. And with that, it's happened again. Oh yes, it has. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Lame. Our esteemed executive producer is Charlie Carey. Thank you, Charlie. Our stickers and buttons, which you can get for free. God, how many times are you going to plug this in an episode? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, thank you, Claire, Claire for the design. For ClaireThompsonArt.com. You can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. And even even though, Mm though... Somebody, some some ML runs okay. in uh, for for at large. God, it's so it's so the, hard watching you on the, work your way through this. On the, it's on the on the basis on the basis that the lame podcast gets outlawed. Oh, that's good. A little partisan info. A little, a yeah. little partisan. In, no, actually, uh, an, an MLM. Oh. Oh no! A gay man is coming for us. Yes, <laughs> Marxist-Leninist Maoist comes comes for comes for the Marxist-Leninists um, on on the basis that we stop doing this podcast every time they hear you, us you, say it. You guys are listening to the Lexington uh, a, a Maoist experience, um, where we're just gonna we're we're gonna we like, kill all the landlords. Yeah, well, and we're gonna do like we're uh, we're gonna just we're just gonna wage an insane war on like the three like like ostensibly left guys in like in in the media sphere of lexington just mm-hmm. relentlessly anyway this is lame every time that happens oh wait oh man <laughs> yeah that's that, uh, that's that, been lame every time we butcher the end of the episode this is like yeah 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 whatever you guys love it i know you love it you're in it for the kayfabe whoa whoa whoa